It only took four and a half minutes for Zion Williamson to remind everyone that, yeah, he's back. Plus, Dyson Daniels definitely needs more playing time after closing out the win, and Jackson Hayes and Devontae Graham may have complicated Willie Green's rotation plans, plus other notes from the Pelicans' preseason victory over the Chicago Bulls. It is the Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, including the win over the Chicago Bulls, 129-125, we got to see Zion. First time in over 500 days he's played a game. We're going to break it down. You're excited. I'm excited. Let's just dive right on into it in today's show. And of course, we are Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show and comment down below on YouTube. Did last night's win, tonight's win, depending on when you're listening, make you more excited for Pelican season? But let's, let's not bury the lead, right? I was on ESPN Radio with Gus Cattengill yesterday, and we were talking about it. And the first thing he asked about Zion, you know, was about Zion. And it was kind of Zion, Zion, Zion. I even had someone in the comments on YouTube say, you talk too much about Zion. Here's the thing. The conversation around the Pelicans will always start with Zion Williamson. Whether it's him playing, whether it's him missing time, whatever it might be, it begins with Zion Williamson. And you could easily see why in last night's win over the Chicago Bulls. It took four and a half minutes for Zion to remind you he's back. I did a show on this a couple of weeks ago saying, I think the league has forgotten about Zion Williamson. I think the media has forgotten about Zion Williamson. They have not after last night's game. It was two plays that jumped out at you right away. First and foremost, that putback dunk he had for his first points. This is a guy who has an uncanny second leap, second jump. He does it so quickly that no one knows how to react to it, whether it's getting his own miss or the miss of a teammate. He gets that second jump up so fast, gobbles up offensive rebounds, vacuums up offensive rebounds, and gets those putback dunks that no one can really stop. He showed that off. That jump was still there. There were a couple of rebounds, in fact, that he jumped and got up. He said in media day that he was jumping higher, that he was running faster. You saw it in last night's game. The second play was that baseline driving dunk that he had. Oh, oh my goodness. It doesn't get much more vintage Zion than that, if that's a thing that you could say with how little he's played at times. Baseline on the right side, he has a jab step that is lightning fast, and then just gets up and puts the dunk in and blows by his defender unbelievably quick. No one in the league is capable of stopping that. This is a guy who has not played in over 500 days, close to 520 days. For him, in his first real game back to be able to do that is unreal. He just put the rest of the league on notice. He just put himself back on the map 
with this one performance. He played under 20 minutes in this one. 15 minutes, 19 seconds. 13 points on six shots. We will do a stats primer for all the new listeners that have come in. And look, if you are a new listener tuning in for the first time, I really appreciate you being here. We'll make sure you know what's going on with this team. We'll do an advanced stats episode, a primer with that. One thing I always look at is efficiency when scoring. Points per shot. You have Najee Marshall, who took six shots too. Five points. That's not great. You have Jonas Valanciunas, nine points on six shots. That's actually pretty good. 13 points on six shots. Over two points per shot is insane. But this is what Zion does. He was four for six from the field and gets fouled a bunch. Went to the line five times. A perfect five, four, five. He was just flat out really good. Really good offensively. And we knew that. That's what we'd said in yesterday's show. You just want to see him kind of be himself. Remind the league, remind you, remind everybody who he is. Big, big check mark on that one. A plus. Mission accomplished. But then he showed off some other sides to his game that isn't going to get talked about nearly as much, though we're going to talk about it here. And that might be more important. We knew what he was going to do offensively. We knew what he was going to do offensively. I didn't think you were going to see what we saw from him on the defensive side of the ball, though. Like My, my goodness, if he plays defense and plays like that, and at least has that effort level that he had in this game, you're, you're, you're in the MVP conversation right off of the bat. I don't like to over-exaggerate on preseason. I don't like to make sweeping judgments from preseason. We've seen the Pelicans go undefeated in preseason and completely fall flat during the regular season. But when it comes to a player like this, who has such talent that Zion does, that is as special of a player as Zion is, and you see him do some of these things, knowing that can easily translate to the regular season, it's tough not to get really hyped, really excited. I mean that. He looked awesome on the defensive side of the ball. It first came with what they called a goaltend, what was actually a clean block from Zion. And I don't care that the officials missed the call in a meaningless preseason game. The fact is, Zion Zion made that play. Zion made that play. Have you ever seen him make a play like that defensively in the NBA? That was Duke Zion, who was making a lot of those defensive plays because the court is, is shorter, it's smaller, it's not spaced the same. For him to do that at the NBA level, that chase down block from behind, and it was a block, it was a missed call by the refs, is impressive. There were a couple of times when he was just so engaged defensively, his arms out in the passing lanes that he forced steals or forced turnovers. That's the type of commitment on the defensive side of the ball we've been waiting to see from him. We've never seen him play defense like that. And maybe it was just first game back, but if he can give you... of that defense that we saw from him in this one in the regular season, look out. You're seeing why people are jumping on the bandwagon for Zion for MVP. That's the type of commitment you want to see from him. He showed that in game one here. That's all you can ask for. Zion playing in this one, unqualified success. You even saw a little bit of the playmaking when he has the ball around the free throw line, top of the key, and can create for others with his lone assist, which was a great dish. Everything you wanted to see from him, the physicality, the athleticism, the explosiveness, commitment on defense, the playmaking, every, making your free throws. I'm up to like six things. I could keep going. All of it, an un, like unmitigated success. This is exactly what you wanted to see from Zion Williamson. Yeah, he's back. Coming up, 
we wanted to see something from Dyson Daniels, and we did. He was really impactful in this one, and he just made Coach Willie Green's job a whole lot harder. Let's break down his performance from last night's win. Come on up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26 and a half points, LeBron to have more than seven and a half rebounds, Kevin Durant to have less than six and a half assists. It's daily fantasy made easy, and that is prize picks. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. You know basketball. You can go out and you can absolutely have make these games more fun and have a little bit more fun. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. This includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, literally anything out there, they have it. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, they offer safe and fast withdrawals. And again, it's just you versus the projected numbers, not other people who have banks of computer screens and algorithms doing the work. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First timers can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. So make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview starting October 10th. Six episodes to get you ready for the upcoming NBA season. It's the local experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network, myself included, Antonio Daniels included, and the group from Odyssey, all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Again, starting October 10th, search for the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are talking about the Pelicans' victory. First game over the Chicago Bulls here. Zion looked good. Zion looked good. The team looked good, and they did this with no Brandon Ingram, too, in limited minutes for C.J. McCollum. But the guy who I think is the second biggest story on this, there's a couple people you could pick, but it's got to be rookie Dyson Daniels. It has to be rookie Dyson Daniels. He was the hero for the team at the end of the game, scoring points, playing good defense, dishing out assists. You look at his stat line, and it took him a while to get into the game. Five of 15 for just 15 points, one of six from three. But he was really impactful in the minutes that he played. Really impactful in the minutes that he played. You've heard a lot of talk of him. Aaron Summers said it when she was on the show. Everyone who's been at training camp raves about Dyson Daniels, and they think that he was going to be taking somebody's minutes at some point this season. I don't think it's going to be easy for him because we saw some really good performances from a guy like Devontae Graham, and we'll get into that in the next segment here. Jose Alvarado was excellent too. We'll look at him. And you have some intriguing guys like Darion Sebron as well who helped close out the game. But Dyson Daniels adds an element that they're just missing from the guard rotation. And he is a guard. That is what he is here. And that's height. The guard rotation is undersized. Jose is barely six feet Devontae Graham, barely six feet. CJ is undersized at the guard position too. They all struggled navigating through screens. Dyson Daniels at six foot eight at least gives you that defensive side of the ball that you don't necessarily get from all of those guys, even though Jose was making plays all over the court in last night's win. But you need some size there. And you saw that really play in advantage, able to kind of use his length to disrupt the opponent, the Bulls, on defense, and using his size to get to the rim and score. 
That is something he can do. Jose Alvarado is not going to, sorry, Dyson Daniels is not going to get to the rim and score. He might shoot from mid-range, and he did in this game. Jose can get to the rim enough, and you saw a couple floaters from him that were really good, but to have another guard who can put some pressure on the rim using his size like that, that's a big advantage for New Orleans. And at 6'8", that's not something that a lot of opponents are really going to be able to counter. So to see the rookie really come through in the fourth quarter to close out this game when he was basically playing with the Birmingham squadron, that's the type of performance that makes you open your eyes and go, oh, okay, he can maybe do this. 12 points in the fourth quarter. He was three of four from the line. Three steals, one block as well. Only one turnover and one foul. That's a really strong performance from a rookie. We know his shooting was going to be rough. That's something that he's working on. That's something that's going to be a work in progress for him. But if you can make an impact in other areas and win your minutes, and he definitely did that, that's good enough. And that's what Willie Green said he wanted to see from these guys. Makes you wonder why he played Garrett Temple. If you're looking for negatives in this game, all the Temple minutes were were there. This is you know a complaint from last season too. Don't love Herb Jones getting a contusion on his ribs, leaving the game early, not playing in the second half. But overall, it was a really positive night. And Dyson Daniels, the rookie, getting out there playing well was definitely part of that. Same for Darion Sebron. I want to give him a shout out. Getting downhill. A, aggressively attacking the basket, getting to the free throw line, six points on three shots. Those are really good for him. Two of two from the line, two rebounds. Liked what we saw from the Pelicans rookie there, getting out and playing like that. That was a lot of fun. Guy on a two-way, guy they really liked, were potentially interested in drafting, and when they realized he wasn't going to get drafted, immediately snapped him up to be on a two-way deal. So he played well, Dyson Daniels played well, and Dyson Daniels probably needs to be in the rotation. I didn't love what we saw from Najee Marshall, although I don't think he was terrible in this game. Didn't like at all what we saw from Garrett Temple. If they're going to get minutes, and those were some of the first guys in, Najee started in place of Brandon Ingram with no Trey Murphy playing either, there shouldn't be Garrett Temple minutes. There just shouldn't be Garrett Temple minutes. Those should probably go to Dyson Daniels, just... Full stop. They should go to Dyson Daniels or give them more to Jose. Jose played 21 and a half minutes here. That's probably on the high end of what he'll play during the regular season. Impactful playing. He gets guys into their sets. Like just really gets guys into their sets and playing well and really elevates the offense. Six assists from him. Give them more minutes. We don't need Garrett Temple playing almost 20 minutes in this game. So coming up next, Jackson Hayes was awesome in this one. So was... I thought, Devontae Graham. And they made a second unit really work. And that could be an advantage for New Orleans. And I'll explain how they played. And if this is something they can do throughout the regular season. That's going to be coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are completely free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube too. If you're a new listener that's excited about the Pelican season, maybe you're normally a Saints fan that's kind of dwindling, unfortunately. I wish they were doing better. And you're interested in this team, got you covered. Monday through Friday, completely free. Breaking down the biggest stories, everything you want to know about the team. Recapping the wins, the losses, the trade rumors, everything. And we'll have a lot of other season previews to get you ready for the start of the Pelicans in the regular season. So I appreciate you tuning in. And if you've been with me since the beginning, this is year six, I think, of hosting the show. I appreciate you going through some bad basketball with me to get to a point where it is this fun. So thank you, no matter what, for being here with me today. So Jackson Hayes, 
I, like we, it's so funny, right? We lit. I literally just did a show being like, think he's the odd man out. Might not be playing well. He seems to have gotten the message. Jackson Hayes has had an up and down to his career, big time. There are moments when he plays well and carves out a role during the regular season, whether that's a starter or off the bench. And then when next year starts, just completely falls flat and gets off to a rough start, has to fall out of the rotation again, has to earn his minutes back. So the final third of the season, he's finally playing well and in the rotation. And it just makes you go like, why can't you do this the whole year? And a big question was going to be, what is his role off the bench? What is his role going to be with Zion taking his starting spot? And deservedly so, as we talked about in the first segment. He played well in this game. He heard the memo. He knew that minutes are going to be at a premium and he's going to have to fight for him. And he did. 14 points, 7 of 8 from the field, missed only one shot, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. He had a steal, a block, everything you wanted to see out of him, he did. He's an energy guy off the bench. And when you combined him with Devontae Graham, and we asked where Devontae Graham's minutes going to come from, and Devontae Graham was excellent in this game, leading score for the team, 21 points, 3 of 8 from 3, 8 of 8 from the line, 5 assists, being really aggressive. The Pelicans ran that second unit out there that was just a pure energy unit. They struggle in the half court. So what that team tried to do, what that lineup tried to do, is just run. Get a stop. Use your length. Use Jose making plays. Use Jackson Hayes. Use Larry Nance Jr. just being a solid basketball player to go out, force a turnover, force a, force a miss, whatever it might be. Get the rebound and go. And we'll talk about this game a little bit more tomorrow, what we saw from the starters, even though there wasn't Brandon Ingram in there, but I want to touch on it more for how they were playing. But that second unit was key to the Pelicans getting out to a really big lead in this one. They were up by nearly as many as 20 throughout the course of this game. So if they can do that again with that bench unit, there's a chance for something along those lines. The biggest lead, I don't know if the numbers are up just yet, so I can't even... See it. Okay, they don't have it. That's fine. A biggest lead was 19 points for the Pelicans in this one. And a big part of it was that bench unit just getting out, being kind of all sorts of energy, and the Chicago Bulls could not keep up whatsoever. And when you have a springy big like Jackson Hayes that is so good around the rim, in the beginning of the season, or media day, they said, oh, I'm working on my three-point shot. And I said, don't. We don't want him on the perimeter. He's a guy in the dunker spot immediately to the left or right of the basket where if someone misses, he just gets the ball and puts it in. Or someone drives and they just dump it off to him and he dunks it in. That's all he needs to do. And with his jumping ability, his leap ability, and able to, ability to play above the rim as a vertical spacer, and that's an important thing for a team to have, He's, a, he's useful if you put him in the right spot, the right role. And they did in this game. They let him get out and transition and run. He runs like a gazelle. There might be a spot for him. Same with Devontae Graham being aggressive in mid-range, not really missing a ton there. He was aggressive. It let him get a little bit closer to the basket, sucked defenders out slightly when they realized he was making those shots, and provided an element of the offense they wouldn't have had otherwise. And if you have that, use it. And so this maybe complicates the rotation a little bit more for Willie Green. I didn't think Jackson Hayes was going to get a lot of minutes. And then you kind of see him with that second unit and you go, oh, I see what they're trying to do there. Oh, it's working. Now it's preseason. I don't want to draw sweeping conclusions from that, but it's worth keeping an eye on over these next couple of games. And if that's something that Willie Green does to start the regular season. Minutes were a little bit weird in this one. No Brandon Ingram, guys being capped. Zion and CJ playing about 15 minutes each. It, it, it's tough to read 
into that just yet. And maybe this becomes more clear as preseason goes on, but it's worth keeping an eye on. I don't know how, if that lineup and that group is going to be able to play that style in the regular season. Might've just worked in this Bulls game and you saw it start to kind of be less effective as the game went on. It started to decline, but it's worth keeping an eye on because it was pretty fun to watch and it worked. But the second they get in the half court, they struggle. And if teams aren't going to let them run or teams aren't going to miss, there could be some other issues there. But didn't hate what I saw from that kind of bench mob unit going out there playing well. And maybe it makes Willie Green's life a little bit harder. Good problem to have as he tries to figure out the rotation. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for being here with me. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Hit that little bell notification so you know when there's a new show coming out. Usually it gets posted a little bit late at night. We're getting closer to midnight here, so I want to make sure you get the show right away um, and can watch it to recap the win, which was exciting, and Zion being back. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.